With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Empowered Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi, and I'm Mel, and welcome to Empowered Love Radio Show, and today I've got another Thriver Show, and I love doing the Thriver Shows because it's always so wonderful for the community to have an understanding and meet people that have broken through the trauma and the horror of narcissistic abuse into their new lives and their new um, their new worlds and, and all the good stuff, and Today's Thriver Show is such an interesting one and the lady that I'm introducing you to, we're not using her her real name and there's a, a very good reason for that. We need to um, keep her identity uh, hidden because she's actually a prominent figure on a world and a political stage which is really quite exciting and incredible to be able to share her experience with you. And it really just goes to show that no matter how successful somebody is or what they've been able to achieve in the world, that they still can be susceptible to narcissistic abuse. So it is my absolute pleasure to introduce Amanath. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. It's nice to be here. Lovely to have you here. And Aminath also, too, is one of the senior moderators in the NARP Forum. And she stepped back for now because she's so busy doing her mission and doing what she does in the world. Uh, and it's just really lovely of you, Aminath, to put your hand up and say that you'd love to share your Thriver story. So thank you for doing that. Welcome. And it's um, helpful for me to share my experience just as much as the other thrivers because it really helped me um, when I listened to the other thriver stories. Yeah, very, very true. So, Amanath, let's kick off. Let's get started with you describing your narcissistic experience. Um, There has been many ends in my life, but the one that broke me was three years ago. The first and came into my life when I was 15 years old. And since then, the intensity of the ends have increased. He was a somatic end. Um, it had been a year after I moved away from my husband. Now looking back, his characteristics, uh, he has characteristics of a cerebral end, actually exactly like the video by Sam Bacon on ostentatious fidelity to the letter. It was actually a senior moderator, um, Phil, who said that my husband might be a cerebral N, 
right at the beginning when I first joined the forum. And then later in conversation with uh, Nora and Prairie, also senior moderators, confirmed this. Physical intimacy was very hard from the beginning with the cerebral end, and I tried to help him, my codependent self trying to be the fixer. Over the years, N shared that his mother told him that the intimate act between men and women was dirty. He also used to say intimacy was not important. And every time I used to feel like I was being raped and was injured with cuts. Overall, my body was clamming up every time he got close to my me as my body knew it was going to be painful and rushed sex that was unwholesome. I told him about my concerns and he said, that's how I like it, so tough. One day when I went to the doctor, she said that I had symptoms similar to rape victims, but I did not say anything to her about my situation. I got into this relationship after running away from home because my family was trying to arrange a marriage to someone I did not want to be with. I was financially dependent and and on the end, so I remained in this relationship. I became very confused about my abilities over the next 12 years with the cerebral end. It was the way he talked to me. I was often told that I was an amazing person, nice and kind, and in the same breath, I was not good enough at anything, organizing daily life, financial planning, even down to packing bags for traveling, and even at the grocery store. He was obsessed with organization, planning, and documentation. He was also obsessed with reading the news. The end constantly reminded me that no one will take me seriously in my professional arena despite my qualifications, would not promote me because of my poor language skills. This is despite the fact that I was heading a huge department with over 200 staff. I started to believe that I was not good enough for anything and relied on him more and more. He constantly told me that I was not grateful for what, I, what he was providing me. Before I met him, I traveled extensively and lived abroad by myself and managed fine, but now I was reduced to someone who could not live by herself. He's very charming, and so my family loved him and could not understand or see what I was going through. He was he always said nice things about me to my friends and family, but to me, the reality was far from it. He constantly told me that I was that I overreacted and that my thinking was either black or white and never gray. I started believing this, and I really didn't know how to talk and what to talk about. He also told me that his friend said that I was self-obsessed and only talked about the things I was doing in my life. I became so self-conscious that I would go out to dinners and talked, not talked, just listened. He did not like my friends and did not want to meet them. But then he used to say to me, you have such nice friends. Life became tough and lonely, and I wanted to live separately after nine years together. This was when a colleague introduced me to somatic narc. Um, so we went out for a coffee with the somatic narc, his friend, and two of my colleagues. The end was very quiet throughout this meeting, and I spoke to his friend most of the time. Initially, I was not attracted to him as he was a lot older than me, but when we 
by. I felt some chemistry. One of my colleagues, um, after they had left, said that he was a womanizer, to which I did not pay much attention to at the time. The other colleague talked about how educated and well-presented they were, and this was what I was attracted to. A month had passed, and he had requested through my colleague to meet for another coffee. I was drawn to the fact that someone was taking interest in me because I had for months prior to this been complaining to one of my friends saying, who would be interested in an older woman with a child? So I felt good. I agreed to meet this time. Um, My colleague set up a dinner for all of us, including the end's friend and my colleague. However, it was only the end and I who turned up. We talked and I really enjoyed the dinner. I had no red flags at this point and we started to see each other more. The somatic end mirrored everything I wanted. It felt like I had met my soulmate. The end took interest in my work and helped me with ideas, encouraged me and complimented me all the time. It was an intense it was intense at the beginning as the end paid so much attention to detail. One day I said to my friend, this is too good to be true. And it was. Mm, How many of us said that? (laughs) 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 Yeah, now it makes sense because it wasn't true. Um, The end end claimed that he was divorced from his wife but had a good relationship with her. He went to visit his children, and during these visits, he, his phone would be turned off. I started complaining about this. He always had an excuse, and so believable. This was a red flag, but I excused his behavior and kept on going. I even read about womanizers on the Internet, and he represented characteristics of this. So I said to him, Look, I know you had a past and you're trying to change, so I'll give you the time to change. Wow, I became grade one narc supply, now I know. The N would constantly talk about the other woman, women that were calling him and sending him presents. He would show me the presents and he would throw these in the bin to show me that he did not care. He always claimed that they were after him and not the other way around. He used to tell me how crazy they were. I began to feel like I had to prove myself that I was worth holding on to. I began to feel like I was in competition with these women. I hated these women. I started to question him all the time because facts were not adding up. I told him that I did not want to be in conflict competition with them all the time. Then he started accusing me of cheating, and I spent hours crying and begging him to prove otherwise. I was craving for the fun times we had, but those moments were few and did not last long. The attention to detail was disappearing, and I was unable to get hold of him most of the time. I used to call and call and call on, and his phone would be switched off. I was having at least 15 panic attacks a day. I felt like I was going crazy. Mm. To add to the, doc- 
Yeah. <laughs> to add to the toxicity, I also had to return to my husband's care without a job due to the civil dispute among the members of the society in the country I was living, and it would have been dangerous for me to be there. So one day I decided that I wanted to test the end. So I said I was going to a spa with a friend and turned off my phone for three days. When I turned my phone on, there were so many missed calls from him. That night I sent a text and I said I was available to talk and he did not respond. In the morning he said he had fallen asleep. That morning I decided that I will text, send him a text saying I wanted to take a break. There was absolutely no emotion in his response. It said, okay. This was when I got terrified. Up until this point, I had not realized the lack of empathy in the end. So for a week, there was no contact. Then he started calling. I did not answer for two days. The 13th day, I sent him a text saying that I had made a decision not to carry on with the relationship and that I will be in touch when I was ready. I knew at this point full well that I will never be in contact with him again because I did not want him in my life. From that point, I had no contact and maintained no contact. I then changed my phone number and blocked him on email. He tried to call me on one of his friend's numbers, which I have blocked as well. Mm. Thank goodness. You know, even though you weren't healed or really got to the bottom of it at that point, but thank goodness, you know, you were able to pull away. And I just want to cover off a couple of things in that. First of all, the uh, somatic narc and the cerebral narc narcissist. Just the cerebral narcissist is a narcissist that is sourcing attention and acclaim through their mental achievements. And the somatic narcissist is someone who sources narcissistic supply through their body, through their sexuality, through their attractiveness. And uh, and I just really want to talk about, too, how here you were, Amanath, a woman on an incredible high level in political business, dealing with countries and prominent figures, yet... You were feeling like a broken little girl calling this man on his mobile so many times and I know so many of us relate and often really accomplished, capable, strong women and I was one of them too who was saying, you know, I'm so smart, I'm strong, I'm capable. Why on earth am I like this? Why am I feeling so powerless and panicked and like a little girl in my own skin. And I think a lot of people listening to this will really relate and understand that this has got nothing to do with how mentally capable we are or, or intelligent we are. This is just such an emotional deal. Yeah, so, it is. yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, right? It's really crazy when we're in it. It doesn't make mm. logical sense till we get to the bottom of it. So Aminas, mm. how did you end up, like we've talked about this panicness and this feeling of powerlessness, but how did you end up as a result of the narcissistic experiences? Um, 
I had always had anxiety attacks, but it got worse 12 years ago when I got together with the in-husband. Also, I had symptoms of recurrent infections and chronic pain. I practically lived at the doctors with complaints of infections and even the med- even medical tests, including the MRI scan. That established there was nothing wrong with me. Symptoms, however, did not disappear. When I first started no contact with the somatic N, I became so afraid that I had to let someone that I had let someone in with with antipersonal personality disorder into my life. Up until this point, I had only read in books about these people. I became too scared to sleep and went out, went without sleeping for two weeks. I went to the doctor who gave me sleeping pills and got me that, which got me through the next three months. Even watching TV triggered me, so I could not watch TV for over two months. Then I started losing a lot of hair, and I could not tell why at the time. I was also too scared to leave the house or meet people. I did not eat either as it made me sick. So what had you tried to do to get well? Um, Five years ago, my anxiety increased so much that I started going to counseling. The psychiatrist who assessed me before referring me to the counseling said that I had anxiety disorder and wanted to prescribe me medicine. I refused to take medication and told him I wanted to deal with the problem, with the real problem. Counseling helped me understand why I was depressed, but I was still stuck in depression. I had tried counseling twice even before, but it did not even get close to the wounds that I was up-leveling with now. Mm. So Amanath, when did you discover about narcissism and that you had actually been narcissistically abused? When I did no contact in 2013, um, I realized that I was with a somatic narc. Um, I felt like I was hit by a train and survived. So I Googled this statement and there was so much written about narcissistic abuse. First, I started reading narc abuse forums and I was obsessed at this point in reading about narcs, everything about narcs. I was talking to my friends, uh, but most of them could not understand what I was talking about, so I stopped talking them about it. Um, I prayed and prayed. It was prayer that got me through the next six months. Um, I was so grateful that God showed me a way out before things had got any worse. And it wasn't until the end of last year that I knew I was married to a cerebral narc. It wasn't very obvious, and until I started doing the ES course that I realized that he was was cerebral. And then I started realizing all the red flags I chose to ignore. Um, And then once again, I went into this overwhelmed state. But this time I had NARP, and I knew what I had to do. I also had done NARP once at this stage and kept going back on certain modules when I felt triggered. Not long into my modules, I started feeling the detachment because I was able to release my hooks. Financial freedom was the biggest. I'm continuing to work on financial freedom as this is a big one for me. Mm, mm. And um, Aminath referring to NARP, she's for the new listeners. 
who don't know um, about NARP, that's the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program, which is the main healing program uh, that this community uses. So, I mean, as what started to shift for you when you did start working with NARP? Uh, thank goodness I found NARP. Um, it was at this point of saturation three years ago of knowing about NARP and narc bashing that was going on on these websites, I asked myself, what now? I was not healed, knew lots about them, but still felt trapped. So I googled healing after narc abuse and came across Melanie, your website, and then I signed up for the newsletter at the beginning of 2014. I have to say I was skeptical whether it would work, as it was too different to anything I had heard or done before. I was willing to try anything at this point, so I did a webinar in July 2014. It blew me away and changed my life. I bought the program and was desperate to start. Um, the first thing I read was the self-care e e ebook. I immediately bought the aromatherapy oil, vitamins, and uh, the magnesium, checked my iron levels with the doctor, and bought a black tourmaline bracelet. It was hard finding two hours during the day with full-time work and taking care of a child, so I woke up at dawn every morning before everyone woke up. I was very diligent and never missed a day for the following 10 months. When I first started working on the modules, I felt like I was an N, and then I took the quiz, which confirmed that I was on the core dependency rate, which also freaked me out. Within two weeks of starting the program, I started feeling light. Um, I started to shift my childhood traumas, including sexual abuse that I had lived with for so long. Within six months, I did not have any anxiety anymore. Woohoo! No whole trigger mm -hmm. was gone. I was so happy. Um, Friends started telling me that I looked happier and my skin was glowing. I also had four one-to-one -one sessions in May to June with you, Mel. Um, that created a major block. It was coming up as darkness that enveloped and was very, very resistant. So you suggested, let's just up-level the darkness. And that's when ancient wounds started coming up. My life changed. I never used to walk in parks, in the park, but every day I walked in the park, even did modules in the park. Flowers looked more beautiful than ever than they looked ever looked. Um, I was spending time in bookshops and really enjoyed browsing. I stopped eating and spending money every time I felt bad. I started feeling empowered. N husband um, at the end of 2015 said to me that he did not know how to talk to me anymore. I continued to do NARP and ES course on most days, but I don't do it as often as I did before anymore. But I know having been to counseling sessions that NARP is much better than conventional counseling, at least for me. I continue to use NARP and ES whenever there's a trigger, and I look forward to shifting. My life has completely transformed. I told Cindy, one of the senior moderators, NARP is my hoverboard into the future. 
my faith has become stronger. Mm, There's a couple of really key things in this, Amanaf. And the first is that you were waking up at dawn to do your module work. And this is what I love about A-type personalities, which I am as well in this, <laughs> because there are a lot of A-type personalities uh, in this community. We're very, very strong, capable people. We um, get the job done, and that can be a big codependent thing, actually, where we're constantly <laughs> working and doing and fixing. But it can be really cool when we turn that determination into ourselves and there's been so many thrivers, and I did it too. I did it too. I was running an incredibly um, busy business. I had a son doing a VCE, and I was work. Sometimes I'd be doing my own up leveling work at 2 a.m. in the morning because that was the only time I could get to it. But I knew that if I didn't make time for me, I wasn't going to get better. You did it too. You put the work and the effort in. And to this day, people who are thriving, we make ourselves an incredible priority. I've met women who are single mothers with six kids who do the work on themselves and they make the time to do it. So I'm so not surprised that you absolutely, uh, you know, got the results out of that. And I also wanted to explain too for the new listeners that the Empowered, the ES, that uh, Amanath mentioned is the Empowered Self course. And what's really interesting, this is another thing about A-type personalities. I really, I, you were, I think, Amanath, working NARP and EF. You were working both programs together, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were putting in that much effort. So uh, please do know generally what you do do if you work now first and then get through that and then do Empowered Self. But there are people that have worked both programs for uh, real super boosts and understanding. And But, I mean, you're an amazing woman anyway. Look at what you do in the world. I'm so not surprised you threw yourself in <laughs> because um, I pretty much did the same thing too. I, I, I did. All right, so with all of that hard work you did on yourself, Amanath, what did you discover about your inner programs that you were carrying within you that it caused you to unconsciously be connected with narcissists? Um, there were major areas that started coming through very clearly. Uh, being held hostage for sex, uh, rejection, feeling mm-hmm. that I was not enough and I had uh, to do everything on my own. These themes were present from my childhood through to ancient wounds. Two of my, two of family friends, two family friends um, sexually abused me when I was three years old and when I was five years old. Um, when I started up-leveling, many ancient wounds came up as well. One of which came up in many modules was I was captured in a desert by bandits when I was orphaned and held in a brothel. Um, I relied on the capture for food and shelter. This was a hook that I was able to release when I did module 9 continuously. In another ancient wound, I was beheaded for alleged adultery when I was innocent. Um, This kept me from expressing my truth. Um, The one-to-one sessions um, I did with you, Mel, 
I had an ancient wound where uh, the community ostracized me for giving birth out of wedlock. A lot of shame came up. Um, mm. I if I can up... just come up, if I can just um, put in here, just to explain <laughs> to the listeners that when we start working with NARP and we start accessing DNA in our body, what we do is we find ancient wounds. Now, if you don't have past life beliefs, what you can uh, understand is what epigenetics is teaching us now that we actually take on the trauma from our ancestors. And what happens with trauma, if we still have it locked in our being and stuck in our being, then we keep generating and uh, showing up and unconsciously uh, attracting and experiencing more of the same. And this is usually where well, the patterns of the four bears are passed on to the, the uh, predecessors and our children and our children's children as well as ourselves. And when we start accessing these wounds and shifting them and clearing them, then we break free of those patterns. So some of us, and I definitely do, believe in past lives. I was a past life regression therapist for uh, 20 years before all of this work, and I totally believe it. But even if you don't, if you can accept epigenetics, and that if we are born from um, traumatic uh, ancestry past, which we are, look at the state of our world and the survival, the might is right and the pain and the struggle and the brutalities. You know, we've all got trauma bodies. And the thing is, we can clear it, we can get free from it. And um, this next bit that you're going to explain, Amanath, this is your real life stuff. This is... This is this uh -huh. life, this life trauma. So, um, yeah, explain that to everybody. Yeah, I grew up in an authoritarian country and my father was sentenced for life under trumped-up charges when I was eight years old. Uh, he was released within six years of being imprisoned. Our own wider family abandoned us. Um, my mother and my aunt's family took care of us. Our neighbors used to threaten us that they were going to burn um, down the house with us inside. Um, my brother, my mom, my brother, and I slept in one bed, scared constantly. Neighbors played songs that said awful things about my father and his friends. We woke up to this and fell asleep to this. We used to keep empty cans every night at every door and window so that we would be alerted if someone broke in. Mom also kept a hockey bat next to her side of the bed. In school, a teacher told the class that no one should talk to me as I was bad blood. I grew up thinking that God hated me and was punishing me. I was not good enough. I was not worthy of love. I felt powerless and helpless and very scared of doing anything that would get me into trouble. I always monitored my thoughts and said what others wanted to hear. I always, I was always grateful if people took interest to talk to me, but then I clinged on to them for dear life. NARP and ES course has changed my life in relation to setting boundaries and expectations in relationships within my family and friendships. One friend got angry. Friend got angry when I set a boundary, and later said that she was glad that I pointed it out. So one of the biggest hooks was that God was punishing me because I had sinned. Um, 
the gold Tetum module has changed my life by replacing God does not support me to I'm supported abundantly, abundantly by life and others. I can totally see how law of attraction cannot work unless you up-level the less than beliefs. Forgiveness has been one of the biggest hooks. I wrote a list of people I needed to forgive from this time, as there were many that said really hurtful things to my family and me. I totally believe that without forgiveness, healing is not possible. I still go to the forgiveness body if something comes up. Mm, yeah, being ostracized and vilified is a pretty big wound. Absolutely. So what has happened in your life, Amanath, since doing the inner work? Um, the biggest and most noticeable change has been that I have not been to the doctor since I started now. Um, I also don't panic like I used to. Instead, I just go into my body and feel into the tightness or pain and then release it with a module or play the module in my head if I'm out and about. Mm. Um, NARP is now a tool that I have for life. Um, I know that, um, I know and, and everything happened and happens in my life through divine order and for a reason. My faith has strengthened after going through now. Um, I'm grateful for the ends that have come into my life and shown a light onto my wounds. There can be no darkness in the light. I can actually feel this statement now. I have also forgiven them and forgiven myself. Um, I found forgiving myself the hardest. I've stopped clinging to people. I've started to value my achievements and not to play them down all the time. I've become better at laying boundaries at home and at work. My friends tell me that they can feel positivity radiating. My mom has noticed that and I've become, that I've become a, very calm um, and I have been able to help her too. Being grateful and listening to my body comes naturally now. My life is unrecognizable in the way that I used to operate even before the somatic and the cerebral end. Mm, which is so wonderful. Okay, so what if you had to deal with anything with property or custody or co-parenting, like what's happening there? Um, just starting the process of um, divorce, um, something magical happened about five months ago. I did module eight maybe five times, and within a week, the end husband said to me that he was moving out. Um, not really works. It really works. I'm confident that without a doubt that universe supports me completely through this process. Um, I have my own space now and I'm feeling excited about starting my life authentically, living mm. my life authentically. And that's gorgeous. I love it that when we can work on our inner being, even though things aren't finalized yet or they're not exactly where they want to be, we just know that they're going to unfold and that we're going to be supported and we're going to be well in it. And that's definitely the experience that NARPAs have when they really, really commit to the module work. So that is awesome that you're in that place. So has the inner work helped you with, with your child and what happened with your parenting? Yeah, um, I'm 
much more present with my son, and he has told me that I am calmer. His school teacher told me that he's exploring new things in his life and taking on new challenges, which was reflective of what I was going through. So he's energetically moving with me. When adults become healthy, children shift with you. I so agree with you on knowledge is not power when it comes to narcissistic abuse recovery. Also, I really believe that no matter how much you study, cognitively. Unless you go inside and heal your inner wounds, life will not be organic and continue to transfer unhealthy patterns to your children. I'm so grateful for now. Mm, I'm so grateful for these processes too in the way that with my healing my son has been able to heal so much. It's, um, it's, it's just, I'm so passionate about that stuff, healing for our future generations. I'm so pleased you're doing that. Okay, so Amanat, what is your experience as a moderator and what would you like to share with others about the NARP Forum? Um, I was very quiet when I first started. Um, I was intimidated how well people wrote. Additionally, I found not only I had childhood wounds about writing, as I was always made fun of being about being careless. Um, I also had ancient wounds about uh, wounds for expressing myself. So when I up-leveled these wounds, I started writing in the forum. I was ready to make mistakes, and members were very supportive. I particularly remember Cindy and Phil encouraging me. I started feeling the forum was where I would start sharing my journey, voicing myself authentically, and where I could help someone in his or her own journey. Um, the forum offered me the safety. Um, with my healing, my post started to reflect the changes from a codependent to a more tiger-oriented responses to member posts. This was when um, Mel, you offered me the moderator post and then senior moderator. Um, it pushed me into another level where I had to up-level the feeling of be, being small and intimidated by more experienced drivers. Um, I've, I have developed good friendships with senior moderators that I keep in touch with. Christine was the one who helped me in my early days. Um, Phil, Cindy, Nora, Clary, and Tama have been amazing and a delight to work with. I continue to value the friendships that I have made through the NARB Forum. With all the up-leveling, my life was changing with many new work opportunities I had less and less time in the forum. This is when I said I would leave it up to the next group of moderators to take on the role. Mm, and Amanath, for anybody who knows what you do in the world, I, I just find it astounding how you felt intimidated. You know, like you got up at 4 a.m. this morning because you are doing an event today that just blows my mind that I can't even imagine being present at. And you were saying you were feeling intimidated in there. And I think it's so important for all of us to know that there can be some areas of our life that we just do really easily and that we can really be carrying deep insecurities that nobody would even know. But they're there. <laughs> you just blow me away. <laughs> Anybody had ever told me that you feel intimidated, I just I wouldn't be able to believe it. 
<laughs> I just, oh, it's so gorgeous of you to be so humble and honest about what you were feeling on the inside and what you needed to heal. I just think that is so special. So, Amanap, how is your life now? What has changed and in what ways? Um, I love I love life now with whatever is present. Um, I'm the creator of my life. Um, I'm more present and my connection to the source and my inner self keeps me healthy. Um, I've been able to finish lots of projects I started and the right people are coming into my life. The right type of friends remain in my circle. My relationship with my parents have never been better. My purpose in life became clearer too. Um, writing the obituary um, that was in one of, that was in one of the exercises in the ES course was so helpful for figuring this out. Thank you, Mel. I always knew it in my heart, but I, it gave clarity and direction. Um, I'm happy and grateful for the number of achievements I have had in my work in life despite my struggles with ends in my personal life and work. Releasing my less than thoughts about receiving compliments has been a big thing too. Not long after up-leveling the beliefs I'm not worthy of and I don't deserve, I won an award last year for the work I do at an international level, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, through NARP, I realized that my whole working life was based on anger and pain, which has now been replaced by compassion and love. The results that will come out of this space of love and compassion is definitely going to bring me joy, and the energy that I give out is going to be positive. I've always settled for less than jobs, and now I've come to a point where I'm ready to take on jobs that better suit my qualifications and skills. I'm open to receiving and leave it to the source and trust things will happen at the right time. Even though I plan um, and have goals, the, the attachment to a particular outcome is history now. Oh, yeah, and that's where the magic and the juice happens because when we just align and we become connected to that source and let that source deliver, source knows what to do for us in much bigger, more amazing ways than we could ever come up with in our own limited mind to freedom. So what final message, Amanath, do you have to share with others? Email work is um, what is going to get you to the to a place of peace, calm, and hope, and achieve what you desire. I've traveled to places, studied, worked in various organizations, trying to find that place where I would feel worthy and good enough. I've tried to find men that would make me feel whole and love me unconditionally. Tried to cling on to friends that were not interested. So I won't feel lonely and rejected. All the while, all I needed was to be there for my inner child self. Mm-hmm. I've seen members posting all the time in the forum but neglecting doing the modules. Um, I have a very busy day, but I made time at dawn every day because I wanted desperately to change how my life was. The modules provide the medium that helps you shift what's inside. It is what makes you tingle all over your body 
um, when the junk leaves through body through the tornado. So I would encourage people to focus on the module work. And if you have questions, search previous posts that might have covered the topic. And if you still had a question, then post on the forum. Being a moderator, I understood how hard all the moderators worked on the forum behind the scene. Um, without inner work, law of attraction cannot work because the inner perfectly matches the outer. We are always a work in progress. Completing up one is not going to fix you into perfection because we will never be perfect. Thank you, Mel. You have saved my life and my sons, to which I will be grateful throughout my life. Now I hope to do my bit to help one person at a time. You are so welcome, Amanath, and it's so beautiful that you've broken through to the level that you are, and I know how much your missions in the world are going to count now and how they are going to reform the human experience in a massive way, and I feel really proud and honoured to be able to uh, have partnered with you so that you could partner yourself to be able to be that force in the world, which I know you are. And thank you so much for getting up at 4 a.m. to do this interview with (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. You're amazing and I can't wait to hear about today. And as you were discussing with Clara, you're still working out what you're going to wear because I wish we could share with people, but we, we can't. For, uh, we need to keep your identity safe, but it's just, you're amazing. You're amazing, and I feel really honoured to know you. So thank you so much. Thank you. Hmm. All right. Bye-bye, and have an awesome day, and we'll love to hear all about it later. It's going to be amazing. Okay. Cool. All right. So, everyone, I hope that you really enjoyed Amina's uh, interview, and it is going to be up on the blog at blog.melanietoniaevans.com. And also on the blog will be links to uh, the Three Keys webinar group, which is going now, and there is going to be another webinar coming up very, very soon in the next few days where you can try and experience quantum freedom healing for yourself which is the tool, which is in the NARP program that Amanath used to heal. So, and I look forward to seeing your comments and your questions on the blog and Amanath and I are going to be happy to answer the ones that are addressed to us. So that's it from me until next week, everybody, and lots of love. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.